the amazing thing about the mushrooms is that they speak. They talk to you. They will answer questions, carry on conversations. Psilocybin just pulls up a chair on the porch and puts its feet up. Hi there, welcome to another episode of Psilocybin Says with Courtney and Eric. We are so happy and grateful today to have you here as we are talking about the so fascinating subject of the mind. Which we know nothing about. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we have a lot of ideas about the mind. We're just still kind of in a big theory about the mind right now. It quickly sends me into a loop of we are mind exploring itself, trying to understand what it is. Uh, as we try to come to some kind of an understanding of consciousness, where it is, where it comes from, how it's perceived, uh, and and theories around that have changed so much over the years, and so it's really nice to it's really nice to be able to say that we don't know and that we're just kind of exploring this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, let's let's talk about this mind. What is the mind, Courtney? Or what are your what do you think? <laughs> the mind what is. does the mind yes. think what does your the mind, mind think is? It is? Yes. <laughs> well, it's not my brain. That's something that seems more and more clear. My brain is more of like a radio uh, that picks up on the mind is how I am thinking of it. And the mind to me is an omnipresent frequency it's kind of ineffable to me Mm -hmm. like it Mm -hmm. is all Mm -hmm. i'm perceiving it as frequencies that we interpret with our brain our brain is simply a tool that we use to see the mind kind of like a telescope This is all so interesting. You know, the definition or one of the definitions, this is dictionary.com of mind, is the is the element part substance or process that reasons, thinks, feels, wills, perceives and judges, etc. And it's easy with that definition. It's easy to picture the mind or the brain. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. But. The mind is not just in the brain we can use the mind or we can experience mind consciousness wherever in your body that your brain is not Mm -hmm. there's all kinds of i mean i'm i'm thinking of it like a quilt like the universe is a quilt that is the mind and we are it is in everything it is all threads of the quilt are a piece of the mind and everything that we can see with the faculties that we have as humans is uh, a thread of that quilt Hmm. that is the mind so yeah that's a beautiful analogy it's interesting to think about the substance between our physical bodies that we cannot see and asking ourselves questions about that, what is there, 
it feels like there's nothing there between us, mm-hmm. between our physical bodies, but there must be something there mm-hmm. because it is mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, and well, and, and if there's a there there, then there is awareness there. Mm-hmm. You know, this is one of the things that has given me so much wonderful reverie over the years it, it, it started in many ways with this one particular mushroom trip that I had uh, where kind of in the in the throes of uh, psilocybin induced insanity where I was I guess for one of the first times becoming mind or experiencing mind outside of myself I remember kind of writhing on the ground in the night uh, and and looking up at the sky and and realizing that that was my mind and not the stars weren't my mind and weren't my brain but that space between everything was where mind existed it's uh, you know something that like like you said it's it's ineffable it's hard to even it's impossible to truly put it in words perhaps mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's fascinating to think of and it's fascinating that we can actually tap into mm-hmm. that mind yeah when I think about my own experiences uh, communing with the mushroom I often think about kind of similar experience ex- similar experiences to that realizing a vastness that I am mm-hmm. and it is truly ineffable until you experience it Mm. but it has been so empowering for me to realize that and to whenever I check in with myself about what is happening Mm -hmm, (laughs) here mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. you know sometimes I wake up in the morning actually often I wake up in the morning and I have to check myself where am I in terms of the vast timeline of, of the universe? Mm. What am I doing here? Mm. Reorienting myself. And what helps me a lot is to remember that I am one with the big mind, the thoughts that I'm having and, uh, or that I'm experiencing and the feelings that I'm having. I'm not, alone in that like I'm a part of it all Mm, mm -hmm. and so like that allows me to accept what I'm experiencing and understand that if I can direct uh, my vibration more towards that of what I want to experience then I am a part of the all so the all the big mind will work with me because that is what I am. I'm a big, I'm a part of everything that's around me mm-hmm. that I am perceiving. That understanding gives me more uh, power to go towards what I want. Yeah, yeah. Ability to, to move in the direction of the thing that you know is part of you. I experience so often so many strange coincidences that it has me just intrigued about again this this concept like the other day i was out you know i'm 
as, as you know, Courtney, the snakes and mushrooms are my thing. And I was out the other day with Ananda doing a little hike. I, I was drawn to this certain spot. I get over to this certain spot and I just moved the grass with my foot and underneath the grass was a coiled snake that I thought was a mushroom and I thought it was a reishi and mm-hmm. I was like and then it moved I was like oh shit that's a snake and so it slithered off and I put my foot down and like to to pin it down and, mm-hmm. and pick it up you know and when I put my foot down it was next to a big actual mushroom you know I, I don't know what to say about that but it it there's it's like these coincidences right when you think of someone and they call you mm-hmm. or when you're thinking of something or you listen, you feel this kind of intuition to go towards something or someone mm-hmm. and something comes out of that. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to wonder like what is behind that. And it was not, it's not my mind that is initiating these things. It is perhaps my brain that is picking up on these mm-hmm. these signals from mind and uh, I don't know I just I just am endlessly fascinated by it perhaps because it's something that is kind of inexplicable and that we just have to sit with mm-hmm right so how can we uh, with this understanding of that our brain is not our mind and our mm-hmm. mind is much bigger possibly infinite possibly infinite uh and we can just go ahead and assume that it is Mm. from what we can tell Mm -hmm. right now Mm -hmm. how does this how can we utilize that understanding to impact our 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 life Mm. day to day yeah that's where it matters right i mean you can have all these crazy far out theories about the space between things and everything that that single substance or the Tao or the nameless that permeates all existence but if you can't put that into action mm-hmm. and you can't figure out what to do with that then what good is it uh, and there's a lot that we can do with it when I first encountered that insanity of diving into mind uh, it was terrifying and it was terrifying for a while uh, and eventually though I came to understand that it brought me to a place of great capability where if if it is true as it seems that mind is in all then first of all the things that I'm inspired towards the things that I I want um, because you know I want to do something with this thing that Mm -hmm. I bring into existence or that I whatever accumulate uh, then there is something in the larger mind that is attempting to bring that into fruition. It's not me, right? It's not Eric being like, oh, I want to whatever, start a new business, you know? That there is something that mind is channeling into me or that's coming through me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, then I think it gets real interesting. I go back to the experiences of when you're thinking of someone and they call or when you put your focus on something that is desired like if you have a resource that you need and you put your focus on that resource that you need you can kind of go outside of your physical being and seek it Mm -hmm. does that make any sense i know it probably sounds flighty yeah so 
Well, it's interesting. I'm thinking of this really powerful exercise. If any uh, of you all who are listening haven't had experiences with psychedelics, there's a very simple meditation that you can do that, well, doesn't come close to the experience of psychedelics, but uh, it is kind of a, a window into seeing what that this this understanding that comes of we are all a part of this big mind you can you can do this so light a candle and um you sit down and you light the candle have you done this before eric Mm -hmm. so you sit down and you light a candle like a foot away from you or two feet away from you and you gaze around the candle like not directly into the flame Mm -hmm. but just kind of like around the candle and you set a timer for uh, ideally like 30 minutes to an hour like Mm -hmm. this is a you know to set aside the time to do this it's well worth it again ineffable what you (laughs) experience but put into words you become the flame Mm -hmm. you are the flame Mm -hmm. and by focusing in on it you like you're tuning in to the frequency of the flame start to feel the space between Mm. yourself and the flame and kind of realize there is no real space between you it's just a link and it's an experience you know you can Mm -hmm. conceptualize this but doing it is a whole other thing so when we're talking about taking action in our lives um yeah like we can talk about it and then we can actually do it uh it's a very different thing Uh, we can sit around all day and talk about the mind but taking action um based on these understandings and conversations is really where it's at that's where we start to put into motion uh changing our lives for the better uh and just like having fun with life in living life, you know, once we understand that we are all in this together, the concept of pronoia, mm. not paranoia, that everything's working against us, but pronoia, that everything is working for us because we are it. Mm-hmm. We are, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just, we're all in this together for real. Mm-hmm. Um, so once we understand that, we can have a lot of fun with experimenting with life and you know enjoying it Mm -hmm. so going back to our big goal that we have you know something that we have no idea Mm -hmm. how exactly we're going to get there but we know it sounds exciting and fulfilling uh and it's just feeding into our purpose our big purpose in life revisiting that goal we can check in with ourselves and Uh, ask ourselves what are the things that I can do what are the action steps I can take today next week you know in Mm -hmm. um, time coming up to go towards my goal and it makes it a lot easier knowing that everything is working in our favor and the universe is on our side Mm -hmm. I think of that when you said the actions that we can take it, it it brought me back to this kind of idea that we talked about earlier of the, the two-way street of the brain, right? The brain is perceiving mind, at least in this kind of understanding that we're talking about, 
the brain is per- perceiving mind. It, does, it is not the origin of mind. And we can, we can either bring in information, we can either perceive information from mind, or we can transmit mm. into this idea of mind. And so when I, th- when I think about <coughs> action, sometimes just sitting and being and, and, and visualizing mm-hmm. is the action that needs to be taken. Mm-hmm. And then in that sitting and visualizing or meditating, then we receive information on actions to take, mm-hmm. right? Like there's been so many times that I'll be sitting in a meditation and something will come to me telling me a thing that I need to do later on, right? And mm-hmm. it's, it's not me sitting there thinking about anything. Mm. It's more like when I'm not thinking, then my brain has space for mind to transmit information. Hmm. It's almost like in that scenario, you are adjusting the, the frequency to be more open and receptive to other frequencies or cause like the difference mm-hmm. between thinking, 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 thinking thoughts mm-hmm. that we normally think mm-hmm. um, versus letting go mm-hmm. and being more in a state of seeing those thoughts coming through mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and being open to just seeing the possibilities to yeah. other thoughts. Cause I mean like life is trying to advance itself all the time. Mm-hmm. In evolution. We, we absolutely know beyond a shadow of a doubt that evolution in every way is moving towards an improvement of the current conditions. Mm-hmm. And, uh if we and so like gosh this is such interesting stuff to think about when i think about any animal you can think about any form of life out there or plant or tree and how it has adapted over millennia to become what it is currently and that is intelligence seeking function right like mm-hmm. right it's not just a tree it's not just a dog it's not just a cow or a goat or whatever it is the you know the the mind that is behind all existence mm-hmm. working to seek a higher and more efficient function mm-hmm. um and so we are that as well and if we can stop our mental chatter and our, you know, the kind of the monkey mind, if mm-hmm. you will, that's that's running, and we can be open to this intelligence that is operating through all existence, attempting to understand itself and attempting to provide itself with more opportunities for reflection and growth, then we can be open to that and become more efficient vehicles of this so mm-hmm. you know like the the it is of course the actions are all important um but actions that are guided not from an egoic 
place, but from a place of, okay, when, when we can tap into it. And it's like not something you can always be in, but, you know, the more we remind ourselves, the more we can place ourselves there that I am a, I am a function of the universe. I am a function of mind and to get myself out of the way and allow that function to perform through me, then greater and more efficient actions can arise that increase connectivity and increase awareness and improve you know, the quality of life for all existence. So like my, my goal that we've talked about, you know, this making $250,000 um, in the year, it's almost like I, I understand that it's not my goal. It's not Eric's goal. It seems like it could be a selfish thing, but when I imagine myself in completion of this goal, then the things that I'm doing with this money are not like selfish things. Mm-hmm. The things that I'm doing with this money, I've got like all kinds of ideas that I want to employ with this resource. Right. It's not Eric's money. No. It's all that is there's not even an eric is money yeah yeah it's you know we're just i like what bob proctor says and i don't know where if he picked it up from someone or if he you know came up with this on his own but that we are all custodians here on this earth Mm -hmm. and when we pass on all that we um accumulated is left for those that are here now which Mm. you know spiritually you know we we don't know where we go Mm -hmm. (laughs) exactly Mm -hmm. when we pass on out of these physical bodies um but thinking of it in that way you know the more that we accumulate with the intention or with the understanding that this is not this is not mine as in courtney's but this is for everyone. Mm-hmm. I am doing this. I have these big goals mm-hmm. for not just me, but for all that is. Mm-hmm. And we can break this down more and get more and more practical with it by just looking at our children uh, or, you know, those that look up to us. Um, when I achieve something big, then it, it inspires them to achieve something big Mm. that's unique for them Mm. and the people around them and it goes on and on and on and on and especially if I'm achieving something big with the all in mind then that is just that is just teaching those that look up to me to do the same thing and then it's just this loop of giving back to enriching all that is Mm -hmm. in our you know immediate surrounding Mm -hmm. and therefore the surrounding around that and the butterfly effect yeah i mean a lot of the stuff that we do we wouldn't do if we really thought about it you know like sanctuary if i really if eric selfish eric really sat down and thought about everything that's that goes into the creation of something like this i probably wouldn't do it but it is like i guess at this point i feel like i am more aware when there is direction coming at me from universal source of intelligence and so it's like you know mind is compelling me to do things 
in order to make the world a better place. Mm. Mm -hmm. It speaks volumes to me about being okay to want. A lot of us are afraid Mm -hmm. to admit what it is that we want in life. Mm -hmm. And we go around day to day thinking we should want what we think other people think we should want, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, it's, and it's okay to be honest with ourselves about what it is that we really, really want Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in our lives. Well, this kind of goes into the, the habitual thoughts and patterns that we have, you know, and how much of that is the projection, like you're saying from somebody else or the expectations of someone else, Mm -hmm. and how much of it is just kind of like perhaps genetically passed down or culturally inherited. Uh, and, if we dive back into mind and not brain, you know, what is it that intelligence, what is it that consciousness wants, but growth and expansion? Right. I mean, it's what we want for when we're honest with ourselves. It's what we want for the people closest to us in Mm -hmm. our lives. Mm -hmm. I mean, easy example, our children. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sure most, if not all people listening to this with kids want the best Mm -hmm. for their kids. And, you know, if we put ourselves in that position of being the children of the universe, Mm -hmm. like that's what the universe wants for us. Like we, you know, why, why wouldn't it? No, I believe, I do believe we are it. Yeah. I consider myself a pretty grounded, rational person, even though I may not sound like it a lot of times, but I do struggle with this idea of the universe wants us to be happy you know it's like why the fuck does the universe care if you're happy when we look around and we see like even in a tree like it grows towards light right Mm -hmm. animals play by nature so like the essence that is in all indeed wants to feel good Mm -hmm. you know and that's, that's really what, like, goal setting and achievement is about. I mean, it's mm-hmm. about accomplishing something. It's about bringing something in, into fruition. But I think that a huge underlying principle in it is feeling fucking good that you listened to the calling, you listened to your intuition, you listened to the inspiration, and you had the discipline to continue to do the things that needed to be done to help bring that inspiration into being so it's like the the god within ourself is rejoices at you know bringing into existence this inspiration that came from the god or the mind that is outside of the self Mm -hmm. this is just such such fascinating stuff and it's it can be challenging to contextualize uh but it's just so fun to think about. Yeah, it's fun to go um, to zoom out and zoom back in and mm-hmm. zoom out and zoom back in. The psychedelic experience is like, it can be very much like zooming way, way out. Mm-hmm. And so it is important that we zoom back in mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. ask ourselves real questions about <laughs> our lives and, you know, take all of these bird's eye view understandings and bring it back Mm -hmm. to earth Mm -hmm. and ask ourselves questions about what we experienced and how this relates to our day-to-day life 
like yes we are one with the all there's so many understandings that come with a psychedelic experience so how can we take that and apply it it's okay to want more money it's okay to want to look sexy as fuck in your new dress or whatever like it's okay to want to go party and have fun and and then and have fun with other people and be good to people and it's like it's okay to want better things for yourself you know just because you're a part of the all that doesn't mean you have to sacrifice yourself Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. to better the all that's that doesn't actually work you have to better yourself to better the all what is it though what is it that is in a human because you don't you (laughs) seldom do you see an animal that is self-depreciating right like you're Mm -hmm. not gonna see a dog that's like oh no feed me less i should just go hungry (laughs) (laughs) better food yes please but humans very often we are like oh i don't deserve that or oh that's for somebody else yeah what the fuck is that i don't know i don't know where it got so twisted (laughs) but it doesn't it really doesn't work that's not the mind of god that's not the universe you know yeah is that what you would want for someone that you love that you really love and care about to be self depreciating like like no you you want you religion has a lot to do with it honestly i think i don't know i mean this is this is getting into the weeds bigger than religion though i mean where did well it's control it's uh, it seems to me that there is a large element of control to it that religion is one of the first kind of you know forms of control Mm -hmm. and you know even in the the creation of the priest class where there were these you know religious hierarchical structures that someone else is telling other people what they deserve you Mm -hmm. know if you think about it you got your kings you've got your religious leaders you've got this kind of hierarchy that views the world from a limited and maybe that's where it comes from is that there have been individuals who because we're often like we're seeing the world in a very physical way and we think that things are limited right like Mm -hmm. you know whatever whatever you want to think about gold or whatever is it's, it's mm. in limited supply and so that it has to be controlled so that you know everybody doesn't take from the ones that get mm-hmm. to have and, I, and, and yeah that's, that's some a false standpoint of lack yeah. like yeah just it's not a false enough. way of thinking for sure uh but it has become such an ingrained paradigm mm-hmm. in the minds of so many but then you do meet people that you see, you can see it when you meet people that do not have that mind of lack or competition where they realize that there's more than enough for everybody to have mm-hmm. whatever they want, really. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if we can continue to bring our awareness to this aspect of mind that is unlimited, right? then we can accept the fact that it's okay for us to have comforts and conveniences. It's okay for us to, you know, do all the things that often people feel guilty about. Right. I think there's a big um, error in the way of thinking in spiritual communities where we associate having a lot and being wealthy 
with having it all for ourselves. Like that mm-hmm. equates mm-hmm. to not sharing. Mm-hmm. And there's certainly <laughs> some great examples of that mm-hmm. in our society mm-hmm. and throughout time of people accumulating wealth and keeping it in a little corner. Mm-hmm. And that is a mentality that's not actually a wealth mentality. That's a mm-hmm. lack mentality mm-hmm. because it's a fear of not having enough. Mm-hmm. And so that's like not what we're talking about here. The mentality here is there is there is an abundance mm-hmm. of of everything that we need and want. And that means we we accumulate it and we share it and the more we accumulate, the more we share, the more we accumulate mm-hmm. and the more mm-hmm. we share mm-hmm. and it's like you know, it's like a continual loop Mm-hmm. of wealth mm-hmm. uh, that is like a true wealthy mentality mm-hmm. yeah. is there's enough there's plenty for me and there's plenty for you let's share and keep accumulating together yeah it's it's all a uh, a manifestation of that infinite mind this awareness that permeates everything and is beyond space and the stars <laughs> there is an infinite supply of everything there that waddles book that we've been working on talks about this uh this substance this thinking infinite substance that everything comes from and and it's something that i have directly experienced in everyday life and in psychedelic trips and in various philosophies and it's only recently that i kind of came to this understanding you know in any area of our life when we find ourselves feeling lack like I don't have enough of fill in the blank. Mm. We can notice that and put all of this that we're talking about into very real practice into, you know, really seeing our lives change to look more like a fulfilling life by turning that on its head. So when you find yourself saying, I don't have enough of uh, money, of beauty, of happiness of joy turn it around and we can use our our conscious mind and we're talking a lot about this in the next episode that we have planned um but we can turn it around and say out loud the opposite i am so happy and grateful now that i have an abundance of money now that i have an abundance of beautiful things in my life, including mm-hmm. myself. Now mm-hmm. that I have an abundance of joy and play and friends and community. And the more that we reframe these ideas about lack and turn them into abundance, we, we start walking that talk. It is inevitable. So that's what this, this infinite mind to me in practical terms really teaches me is that you know I can tune in and I can I can tune in to the mind and see more of like the feel-good stuff Mm. in my life you know it has me just now thinking about is that you know Michael Pollan's book how to change your mind Mm -hmm. and maybe it should be like how to change your brain to perceive yeah that's more accurate differently (laughs) Right. right. How can you can you even change mind? <laughs> it, yeah. It just is. It mind exists. The brain perceives it. 
and we can, like you're saying, tune in to a different frequency that we are perceiving a different part of mind. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, anything that exists has the opposite. So there is whatever, there is plenty, and so there is lack. And mm-hmm. that means that, like, we get to choose which one that we tune into, and whatever we pay attention to is what becomes our reality. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of very practical things that we can do with our growing understanding of mind. And the more we kind of revisit this concept of mind, then the more kind of ability that gives us to put these understandings into practice. Right. Yeah. So and that's the really important part about specifically um, seeking these understandings with the help of plant medicine uh, is to understand that that's zooming out and zooming back in sometimes most of the time actually takes uh, talk not only talking these things out but really getting a different perspective uh, from someone like a mentor or mm-hmm. a coach someone mm-hmm. that's really you know non-biased in your life mm-hmm. that can help you see things from the the bigger perspective mm-hmm. but in your practical mm-hmm. perspective too because there's both mm-hmm. you know psychedelics can oftentimes leave us in this nebulous state of feeling like I don't know what concrete steps to take now yeah. what do they I have do with such that? a I'm God now what yeah I have such a huge perspective mm-hmm. and I'm feeling this infiniteness that that I am so now how do I apply this because I'm still living in this you know life of practicalities so Mm -hmm. yeah get a coach get a mentor somebody that's gonna want to talk these things out with you and help redirect you uh, after your psychedelic experience and before it too you know help you kind of see look out for things to expect and um, uh, strategies and application most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. So okay. well, thanks for being here with us today. That was a interesting little exploration of mind. I'm sure there is more to come. Yeah. I feel you out there. My <laughs> mind feels your mind and all the space in between. Hmm, man. In the next episode, we're talking about paradigms and habits. So really excited for that one. Yeah. All right. Thanks for joining. Till next one. Till next one.